0: Hey everybody, this is Sal, checking in with my weekend podcast for you guys. I hope everyone's doing well and uh, enjoyed this great weather this weekend and got out a little bit. Um, It was nice to see, at least where we were, that uh, there were a lot of people out. A couple of the fields were open, people were out doing things, uh, so that's always a good thing to see. Um, Real quick, I wanted to talk today about the idea of body composition and how much more important it is than uh, than body weight and kind of figuring out where you are in your efforts to be healthier right and and, and it gives you a gu- a good guideline snapshot i should say of you know what you've been doing what your check is so it kind of also ties in with the other podcasts we've had where we've talked about nutrition we've talked about you know the right idea for cardio what what's cardio what what, what should you be doing what can you do because if you're right on or you're doing a better job with those things, I think your body fat would reflect that. And I think we've talked about this at times, you know, during sessions that, you know, you can't be hung up on your body weight because that's just, again, a small piece of the puzzle and not even the more important piece of the puzzle. Um, I've had a client, you know, years ago that was obsessed with body weight, but was still, it was a woman, body weight, but... um, was still wearing a size two and you know she wanted to lose weight and I always said but you'd still be a size two you're already wearing a size two to lose and you're very fit and you're very capable and your body fat where is where it's supposed to be. You know, you're not gonna be able to lose that weight and keep your body fat where it would be. And then by by virtue of your body fat going up, if you lose weight you're less healthy. You have less lean tissue, you have less tissue burning calorie and you have less tissue let's call it what it is muscle that is responsible for your being capable right and the problem is as we get older if you go on one of these diets where you lose a certain amount of weight in a shorter period of time you're not losing body fat mostly you're going to lose muscle in that and unless you're you know 100 pounds overweight and let's just put it this way no one in our group here needs to worry about that, right? To lose a couple of pounds at the expense of losing muscle, it's far worse because as you get older, you're not gonna replace that. When you go on these short-term cycles where you lose body weight and you lose that muscle, you're just not putting it back. And if you can, it's just that much harder to put it back. You know, it goes back to the idea, even with the protein intake, as we get older, it's much harder to, to make that happen make that magic happen, right? When you're younger, you know, you can do that. But our age, most of us, it's harder to do that. So you want to hold on to that muscle, which is, again, goes back to the talk we had about what your protein protein requirements are. And then by knowing your body fat percentages, you can then more accurately determine your protein intake based on your lean tissue. And then really, if you wanted it, keep your calorie intake low, you still can do that knowing how many calories you need to get to, to maintain your muscle. You don't want to lose muscle at any cost. So I think most of you know this, but there is a big difference between the, the percentage of body fat for women and men in the same category. In the acceptable category, um, which is the highest category that they measure. For women, you could be between 25 and 31 percent body fat. For men, it's 18 and 25 percent. So the shift there is, is pretty dramatic. In the fitness segment, which you know we can all aspire to reasonably, women are 21 to 24 percent body fat. Men are 14 to 17. And in the ridiculous category of athletes, you have um, women in 14 to 20 percent body fat. And men in the six to thirteen percent. So you can't judge, inter, you know, from male to female. And we're gonna, I'm gonna give you an example of a 150 pound person. It doesn't matter what, what, any, nothing matters aside from the fact you're talking about either a woman or a man. You know, you can't say the 150 pound woman and 150 pound man and talk about their body fat numbers in the same way and that's the that's the way you have to look at it you have to look at it just for as a woman or as a man and then what your number and how your number has changed so real quick, there's there's really four methods to measure your body fat. Hydrostatic, which is impractical, you have to be submerged in water, you know, expel all the air in your lungs, you have to hold still, it's it's not accurate, it gives you one number, right? Or two numbers, it gives you a percentage of body fat, it gives you a percentage of lean mass. Air displacement methods, it's this thing called the bod pod, basically the same thing, you're in a speedo, you're sitting in this oversized egg, it blows air in and it measures the air you displace and somehow they come up with a calculation of what your body fat is right bioelectrical impedance is has become more accurate okay Uh, it's electrical current low level electrical current you don't get um, any kind of uh, shock from it it's become the most accurate and the easiest to do method. Okay, If you go to Lifetime, they have the scales there. It's a lower level function. You, you get a couple of the numbers, but um, I think someone in the group has gone to my friend in Florham Park who has the high level equipment, which gives you an amazing breakdown of your, uh, not only of your body fat, but it goes into a whole other area that these other methods can't. The most important thing that the bioelectrical impedance can measure is your visceral fat, and that's your deep abdominal fat that none none of these other methods are going to pick up Uh, finally there's calipers which are great that you can come in you know i could do it a three-side or five-side test we could do it in two minutes and you can get a number and it's easy to track as long as i'm the one that's always taking you know if you go pretty much to the same person you'll get the same kind of uh, reliability from test to test and it's accurate in that it might be a couple of percentage points off from the more uh, scientific methods, but it's going to track. In other words, if you lose two pe- uh, 2% through calipers, you'll probably show that loss of percentage in the other methods. It's just that maybe the starting number might be a little higher. But all we care about is if it's, if it's accurate in tracking your improvement, right? That doesn't matter. In and, and the long run, as long as you're improving, that's the main thing. So just to give you a a real concrete example, if you look at someone who's 150 pounds and they're 15% body fat, that's 22 and a half pounds of body fat, 127 and a half pounds lean versus say that person is is obsessed and wants to lose weight and you want to lose weight, I want to get down to 140, I want to lose 10 pounds, whatever. And your body fat doesn't stay the same. Say your body fat goes up just 2%, which isn't bad. I mean, 17% is still a good number. So say you're at 150, 15%, and you go to 140, it's 17%. So you lost 10 pounds, but you put back on, or not put on, but you gained two percentage points uh, in the body fat measurement, body composition measurement. So at 150, 15%, you had 22 and a half pounds body fat. At 140, 17%, you actually have more body fat. You're actually at 24 pounds of body fat, which means by, even I'm smart enough to know that if you gain there, you're going to have to lose the lean, which you do. 150, it had 127 and a half pounds of lean. At 140, you have 126 pounds of lean. So you've really done yourself a disservice. And again, that's assuming you needed to lose that weight, which no one here does. You've then added body fat and taken away the lean tissue and you know you guys could figure out the numbers yourself you know what you weigh that's that's a starting point but again without knowing what your body fat is you you don't really have a great idea for overall where you sit i mean it helps and and again if you are concerned say you did want to take yourself down and figure out how to lose weight the best way, you still need to get that body comp number so you can get the ideal amount of protein you need to get in. And and, and if you want to be, you know, uh, concerned with that minute differences and that fine tuning, all those numbers matter. You can't just say, oh, it's around 90 grams of protein I should be getting if if you want to maintain that which will then make it easier to lose the body fat. It might take you longer, but it will be easier to lose it if you get that protein in you. And as we discussed in the, in that other podcast, it's very hard to overeat protein, right? At 4 calories per gram of protein, it's very hard, you know, I challenge anyone to try to eat 2000 calories of protein. It's just not happening. Obviously, unless you're 500 pounds, maybe you can, but for the normal folk that we're talking about here, you're, you're just not going to get that. So, all right. Well, I just wanted to give you a little bit about body composition and wish you well and hope to see you all soon. Again, enjoy this weather. Hopefully before long, we'll, we'll be back and um, in the swing of things. Okay. Thanks a lot again and have a great week.